Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Dread and Butter, book nine in the Apple Orchard Cozy Mystery Series by Chelsea Thomas. This is the tragic story of somebody brutally murdered with a piece of bread, which I can relate to because bread is also killing me just very slowly. Stop there. I'm Austin Hanna. Hey, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called Dread and Butter. <laughs> book nine in the Apple Orchard Cozy Mystery Series by Chelsea Thomas. Um, worth noting, we did a little digging and it turns out Chelsea Thomas is the pen name of her and her husband. Is that right? It's two, there's a two man job. It's two people writing one book. It's a collab. You know, maybe all books should be written that way. I think, I mean, they kind of are, right? That's what editors are. Every book has a couple eyes on it. Nobody just goes straight from mind to print, except for God himself with the Bible. Uh-huh. But even he had, what's his name? Yeah, even God had some, you know, input. Moses. From, from the, the big guys, the big boys. You think Modus, Moses was giving, <laughs> giving him notes? <laughs> He was like, yeah, Modus, take a look at this. And he was like, it's actually Moses, sir. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> Copyright this part. Uh, okay. This is a two-person job, so I'm expecting twice as good of a book as usual. Dread and butter. And twice as long. This thing better be 600 pages long, is my, what I'm saying. Average person can write 300 pages. Mm-hmm. So two people. 600. 600 pages. We're just ballparking it, all right? I don't I don't know for sure, but that's just my gut. Yeah, we picked it because it had a great name. Dread and Butter. Doesn't get much better, huh? It's great. Good for them. I mean, that's, hey, two brains coming together, Dread and Butter. One of them came up with Dread and the other one with Butter. And they put it together and they're like, oh my God. You know, just perusing their other books. They have a lot of great names. I think we, maybe we'll come back to this series down the line just because the names are so good. I mean, we got a uh, shot through the tart. Peaches and Scream. That's good. Drop I don't like the way you say tart. How do you want me to say it? I don't know. Not like that. Okay. I won't say it again. No cone unturned. Dropping like pies. A lot of good stuff in this the library here. So, yeah. I hope this is a good one and a fan favorite so we can come back to it later. But before we do all that, what's new? Huh? What's new with you guys? Absolutely nothing. I saw okay. you both like two days ago. That's true. We did see each other. We saw each other in person, a rare in-person hangout, and it was a good time. Two of them, back-to-back days, dude. Two days in a row. I'm good for a couple yeah. months now. Yeah, we had a sleepover. <laughs> we had one big sleeping bag. Oh, we stayed up all night watching Austin Powers 1 and yep. 2. Braiding each other's hair, eating uh, Pringles. It was a good time. You could braid my hair, honestly, if you wanted to, or Shane's. Yeah. yeah, we both have hair long enough to to be braided. My bob is now going down my back. What do you call it's that? Not, not, not much. A, that's not a bob anymore. Austin, can you do a French braid? No, but I can get a bump it. You can <laughs> put that up it? there. Yeah, I would love it if you just silently got on camera one day with a, a braid. <laughs> so one long braid. Hey, both of you, uh, both of you, unannounced, coordinate a braid together and don't tell me, and then I, I'll react. Yeah, just right over the shoulder. Just a long braid. Majestic. Like Avatar. Yeah, that'd be nice. Or Anakin Skywalker. I'd probably chew on it or something, though. You would. You seem like a chewer, a hair chewer. When I had long hair, I was chewing it. Really? It's right there by your mouth. Yeah, sure. Why not? So I'll put any part of me in my own mouth. It's <laughs> something I famously think. <laughs> I don't care. Why wouldn't I? It's me. I'm all good. <laughs> 
I don't want to spend too long thinking and talking about that. So let's move on. <laughs> you, uh, you want to stay there for a little bit? <laughs> nah. All right. I'm okay. I'm okay with what I said and I don't want to think any more about it. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. We all saw each other recently. So why even bother with small talk? <laughs> pretending like we're friends. <laughs> Who cares? I know how you are. You're fine. Hold, hanging in there. That's what I'd say. That's the vibe I got. Now that we're in our 30s, whenever I we hang out, I'm just happy if we're all still hanging in there. I don't expect anybody to be, you know, excelling. I feel like I'm excelling, at least outwardly. <laughs> that's the image I'm projecting anyway. He made a great dinner for us. He was he excelling. That's true. You were, oh my, you were summoning Guy Fieri that evening. It was delicious. We had burgers. We had dogs. Uh, your wife made a delicious Brussels sprout salad, which was terrific. One of the best things I ever had. Really, honestly, kind of put you to shame. I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> Just kidding. Your your burgers were terrific. Everybody, everybody said your burgers were great, and they weren't lying. They were some of the yeah, best burgers I've had in a great. long time. I would have another today. Me too. I don't. Everybody's shy about like how many burgers do you want. If I was being honest, I would be like, I want seven burgers. Yeah, I probably could have. I could have done some. You more. could have kept eating. But in yeah. mixed company, I got to be like, I'll have two. No, I also I also didn't want to fall asleep. That's the thing is you don't want to fall asleep. You also want to save room for dessert. That's true. We had a lovely dessert. Awesome brought the dessert. Well, to be fair, my dear girlfriend brought the dessert and I just put my name on it like a Christmas present that <laughs> you get collectively for somebody. Uh, I did had nothing to do with it. She picked out the desserts. They were delicious. Yeah, no, I don't know. Burgers don't make me tired. They make me uh, rowdy. When I eat a lot of burgers, I had two burgers for dinner tonight, and I feel <laughs> wow, you're still crushing burgers. <laughs> I got I had leftovers, dude. I had leftover meat. Yeah, on the, you're on the all burger diet. I like the way you think. What are you gonna do? Just throw the meat away? No, no you're right. You gotta make it. No, you're 100 right. No shame in eating burgers alone. That's what I say. Also, in addition to me putting my own self inside my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good stuff. More burgers for Ganesh. Uh, yeah, they were great burgers. Anyway, good good stuff. If you ever get a chance to go to Ganesha's house and eat a mm-hmm. burger, I say take it. Uninvited, knock on the door. He'll be fine with it. Honestly, I probably would. Yeah, that's a perk. I should put that on the Patreon. If you do $10 a month, you can show up at Ganesha's house and have burgers. <laughs> They're really good. And he makes them for you. He doesn't want to leave your bad judgment. Uh, Ganesha's like, a bit of a micromanager when it comes to cooking, but in the in this case, it's excuse good. Excuse me? I appreciate you that. Made my, I've never had a man make my burger for me. It was really good. You though, don't know what but you, you want. I know what you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it's fair, true. Man. You, I was you thinking about job. it and I was like, you know what? I probably would just ruin this thing with a bunch of crap toppings, a bad combo. I'm not even complaining, but it was surprising when I turned around and I saw you building my burger for me. I had a <laughs> I vision. Like, oh my. I had a vision. I wanted to assembly line that shit. I want to make everything the same. I want everyone to have the same burger experience. I don't mean to butt into your personal life, but I heard a little tiff with you and your wife where you were trying to take the ketchup and mustard away and she was like, you were like, I have special sauce. Yeah. She, said, she was no, like, leave it all don't, out. She said, she said, don't take away people's options. And I was like, you know, in my, I wasn't going to argue it out, but. But in your head, you were like, I'm building these burgers with my I own am. hands. And I did. I'll be goddamn so, if somebody puts ketchup and mustard right. on my burger. That's right. If someone asked for extra ketchup, I would have thrown them out. Yeah. No, nah, you built a, you built a mighty burger. It was really good. I think you should open a food truck. Yeah. You're pretty good. Yeah, I'd eat those off the street. Yeah, no, that sounds cool. <laughs> Hanging out in like a 95 degree truck for 10 plus hours a day. That seems like something you could be okay with. I feel like you'd like that. But you don't have to be in the truck. You'd get to meet a lot of people. Wait, I don't have to be in the truck. Nah, here's what you do. You set up a beach chair on top of the truck and you lay out and tan. And then when somebody comes yeah, uh-huh. by, you <laughs> you make like, you go like, oh, and you climb down and make him a burger. I think I saw a Mr. Bean episode where Mr. Bean was sitting on top of the roof of a car and he was steering the car with a uh, string. I could probably do that with like the burger flippers and stuff. <laughs> so you're up on top reading a book, getting some sun. Yeah. And meanwhile, one of your hands is just manipulating some like puppet strings that are His cooking toes. burgers below. His toe, yeah, that's, right. that's the right idea. Yeah. You've got little levers like you're playing a piano or whatever. Doing the little levers at the bottom, moving <laughs> your spatulas around. If someone could pull that off, people would come from far and wide to see it. It's basically ratatouille. Yeah. Except instead of a rat, it's you. And instead of a man, it's a truck full of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth a shot. You know, <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained, as they say. 
You'd have to put a sticker on the truck that says, this is not Ratatouille. You cannot sue me. <laughs> to yeah, that's Disney. like a little rhyme. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea. Maybe put that in the back of your mind just for the future. Anyway, good burgers, pretty good dogs, great salad, good dessert, delicious white claws. <laughs> just a real hell of a day. And now we're here. Ready to record Dread and Butter. Ganesh, do you want to read a synopsis for us so we can know what we're getting into here? I mean, I think just from the title, I have a like 80% idea of what this is. But This is a synopsis of Dread and Butter by Chelsea Thomas. And here we go. <laughs> Bread. What? I said I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it said, I thought it said bread. What? <laughs> now that's a synopsis. That leaves me wanting more. <laughs> what? Okay, you got my attention. Bread as a murder weapon. It's the most atrocious thing Chelsea ever heard. But in this case, Miss May's delicious sourdough loaf is used for evil rather than good. So, the murder weapon points back to our favorite amateur sleuth, which means Chelsea and Miss May need to solve this murder as fast as possible. Hold up. Did the author name the main character of the book after herself? Right what you know. Yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. God did. The Bible. Yeah. No ego. No, but I, if I did write a book, I would have an Indian main character. I would, I just wouldn't name them my name. I would name them some other South Indian name, like what? Vijay. Your name's cool. Your name's cool. You should name him your name. Vijay. Yeah. No, I want to. I don't want people to think it's too like autobiographical. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there he is. I the budding worry. writer. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't worry about the readers quite yet. <laughs> You know, I would want to, I want there to be some mystery. Like, uh, uh-huh. all right. Well, no, we're, let's, you know, put that on the back burner. All right. Maybe after you do the food truck, you can start thinking about pumping out some books. All right. Bread, murder weapon, perfect crime, huh? If you could eat your murder weapon. Well, if I have blood on it, that doesn't phase you. If it was your own blood, Austin. It's my own blood. Well, I would, I'm not killing, I wouldn't be committing suicide with this bread. So it would be somebody else's blood. Uh, Oops, Ganesh has stepped away to, wow, I guess he punish his cat. stood up and just left. He just left. Wow, he's got a big cat in his hands. Is that new? Is that a new cat? Yeah, well, I've never seen that cat before. I see four or five cats in there. <laughs> I thought there was only three. Man, we're getting a nice look at Ganesh's uh, backside. Uh, his hiney crack. That's, oof. And... Good. A river runs through it. Am I right? <laughs> Never thought I'd see the Grand Canyon in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's back. Everybody shut up. What? Bread. It's a murder weapon. Yeah. You know, I'd, uh, I'd eat it if I had to, if it was, if it was between that and going to jail, I don't care if it's covered in blood. I'd eat it. <laughs> what? Sorry. Just tell yourself it's red sauce. A little marinara. Could you, you couldn't even see the blood if it was a pumpernickel. That's true. And I only kill with pumpernickel. <clears throat> Are we done with the synopsis? Or is yeah, there more? Dude, I mean, you, let's, just, let's go. <laughs> I'm past the synopsis. Let's go. <laughs> hey, you heard the big man. We'll be right back with the first page of Dread and Butter by uh, ooh, Chelsea Thomas. Very good work. You kick your little cats out. Fuck this camera, man. I'm sick of this shit. Quit being blurry. I'm right here. Focus on me. I thought last time we decided it was like a smudged light. It's not, because I literally, no. I just cleaned it. I'll try it again. Whoa. Cleaning it with a grease rag, dude? Yeah, I got my oily <laughs> rag out from the shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right before this, I was changing my the tires on my uh, Corvette. I recorded this out in my garage. I guess that looks a little bit better. All right, ready? Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Let's get after it. Oh, that's what they say. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You gotta be like, 
and those athletes all get really hyped. Like we got to do that. We got to start pumping each other up like that. Anything is possible. Yeah. We should just have that clip of Kevin Garnett playing. That's true. Every time we turn on the cameras for the podcast, I step into the room like Ray Lewis. <laughs> we must protect this house. All right, let's go. Let's let's jump into the first page of Dread and Butter by Chelsea Thomas. This is chapter one, page one of Dread and Butter, Apple Orchard, Cozy Mystery Book Nine. <laughs> Coming in late. <laughs> yeah. They always say ninth, the ninth book is where it starts getting good. Yeah, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start watching F9 and go, go backwards or forwards. I do think they get better towards the end, right? I don't know. Kanisha's the expert here on fast and furious movies one's the best two's pretty good three's not good all four is not very good five is okay six is pretty good seven's also pretty good eight is crazy nine's ridiculous yeah you know it's a journey there's a dip in the middle but it does get better well hey that bodes well for dread and butter huh mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it all right get yeah let's let's do it chapter one called i scream you scream it was 7 p.m on the last friday night in september The air was crisp and cold, and the people of Pine Grove had gathered en masse in front of the gazebo to hear a mayoral debate. Hmm. Local politics. Close to the election. So it's... Yeah. uh, Tempers are high, Austin. There's been a lot of of mudslinging around town. The crowd chattered with nervous energy as teenagers set up chairs and podiums in the center of the gazebo. A toddler watched the scene from atop her father's soldiers. This ain't the right crowd to be campaigning to. Bunch of teens and toddlers. (laughs) Gotta get after the voter, my friend. The election isn't for another eight years. (laughs) Starting early. (laughs) An elderly couple set up lawn chairs and settled in for a night of entertainment. Miss May... Teeny and I hovered near the back of the crowd. My aunt, Miss May, and her best friend, Teeny, well, they were an odd sight. How do you spell Teeny? T-E-E-N-Y? That's right. Like Teeny Tiny. Uh-huh. I'm envisioning a very small person. Or maybe ironic, and they're huge. That's what I would call a big, gigantic person, too. What's up, Teeny? Because I'm a piece of shit. Miss May was a tall, broad, stately woman <laughs> in a flannel shirt whose movements and speech were deliberate and measured. Teeny was, well, teeny. Hmm. A firecracker with blue eyes and bright blonde hair. Ooh, so it's like uh, Craig T. Nelson and Mickey Rooney. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. The three of us were coming off a long summer. It solved a couple of high-profile murders just a month or so prior, which you can read about in books one through eight, I suppose. Whoa, Meta. Beyond Breaking that, that wall. Does she really say that? Does she really no. say Oh, you just are surmising that they're in the other books. Uh-huh. Okay. But beyond that, Miss May and I had been busy selling peaches at our family orchard, the Thomas Family Fruit and Fur Farm. <laughs> Fruit and fur? Like the tree, I think. Fur. Oh, fox pelts, oh. <laughs> badger got, skin, we got raccoon skin caps, like the traitor in like Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Bring us your roadkill, we'll make you a satchel. And Taney's restaurant, Grandma's, had been swarmed by crowds every weekend since she'd gained notoriety as a famous local amateur detective. Okay, so the main character of this book is indeed the author's name. Chelsea Thomas. Like full name. All right. And her two crack partners are her Aunt May and uh, mm-hmm. a woman named Teeny. Her grandmother. That's her grandmother? Is that right? Potentially. I mean, she owns a, re- the Teeny owns a restaurant called Grandma's. <laughs> the Teeny. It's, it's like that place in Staten Island. What place? Nona's. Oh. Every night, there's a different grandmother there cooking dinner for oh. their whole restaurant. Is that real? I see. Yeah. I didn't know that. Man, we should oh, go there. It's great. Yeah, some nights there's like Italian grandmothers, some nights there's Greek and Algerian and like you got, it's always a surprise. You never know which grandmother you're going to get. Damn, I'm going to get there and it's going to be some busted ass French grandma. I'll be like, no thanks. Whoa. Call me back. Call me back when the Italian what grandma's the fuck? here. I don't, I don't want French food. <laughs> what? Not a fan. Uh, How boo. are you? Boo. Boo. It's just, in, come on. French cooking has made its way into every other part of cooking. How are you going to dunk on a French grandma that you've never even met? Take it back. 
I'll dunk on all kinds of grandmas. <laughs> take it, take it back. <laughs> I apologize. They're the easiest to dunk on. Sorry, uh, Mademoiselle. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize. I think I'm going to scrap the food truck idea, and I'm just going to run with this idea. Uh, the grandma idea, Nana's. I'm going to open a restaurant. No. You're just going to steal somebody else's idea? She just no. told you this place is real. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to make a similar place, but I'm going to call it Teenies. And it's just teeny people cooking. That's well, you can that's do the. You think I, if you think I'm insensitive for making fun of the French grandma, you can't open the teeny tiny restaurant. Why not? That would be fucking cool, though, if it was like the inside of like a Keebler elf's tree. This is, we can't talk about this on the air, but it's a funny idea. Well, you should both. Get on that ferry and go to Staten Island and walk up the hill. <laughs> after what we've right off the stop. I'm after notepad, I'm gonna take notes. After what we've said tonight, we deserve to be shipped off to Staten Island. The two of us, we learn our lesson. But yeah, you know that is a great idea. Imagine little people popping out of like the walls with food. Jesus, <laughs> hey, I didn't go that far. I'm just saying. That's just a natural extension of what you were thinking. I don't claim it. All right, do what you got to do to cut this stuff out, <laughs> <laughs> or leave it in. It's a Patreon. Just bleep it out. We're having fun. Just bleep me. Bleep me for the rest of the episode for the good of the public. (laughs) And Tady's restaurant grandmas have been swarmed by crowds every weekend since she'd gained notoriety as a famous local amateur detective. Let me ask you this. At the risk of dragging us further through the mud. Uh Uh-oh. What's like a food that you would think is bad? Is there none? All food's good to you? There's no kind of cuisine that doesn't appeal to you? Good food is good food. When I was thinking I about a when I was thinking about a grandma, I wouldn't want to eat from. I was like, "Who's gonna, what's the least offensive thing I could say?" And I said French, and that still upset you. <laughs> so what do you? What did you really think? Oh, like Hungarian or something? I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever even had Hungarian food? No, nah, I don't plan on it. Which is why I'd be upset if I went there and the Hungarian grandma was there. You ever seen um? You can cut this out if you want. I'm just seen... curious what the right answer was, if any. No, there wasn't. But I mean, I for me. I, Okay, no offense. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. This is nothing personal. I'm just no, trying to say. Well, okay, I don't love yeah. French food. I'm not into French no food. I don't like, like nothing, it that much. Nothing personal, but I can imagine if I had to pick a group of grandmothers <laughs> that I don't want to eat their food. <laughs> it's probably really white grandmothers because white people don't put any fucking seasoning in their food, dude. That's fair. And I don't want someone. That's fair, but you went racial. I couldn't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I did. Which is fair. I think that's fair. You couldn't say blanket American because I think a lot of American food is good. I don't want a grandma serving me while she's thinking. Uh, like that's what they're saying in their head. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want a white grandma anywhere near you. I'll, t- I'll tell you that from personal experience. I'm not going to say the name, but I met one of our friend's grandmas once. Uh, grandparents, and it was the most uncomfortable experience of my life. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I, I felt really out of place. And you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. You don't want her cooking your food. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that there it is. That's the right answer, I guess, correctly. My grandma's awful cooking. I'll tell you what, I don't want my grandma cooking at the grandma restaurant. It's terrible. That's, okay. Everything's dry as hell. You never had dryer broccoli in your life. Sorry, grandma. She doesn't listen. <laughs> How can you mess up broccoli? <laughs> yeah, you cook it for like an hour longer than you should. It's good, just plain, raw. No, I don't agree with that. It needs to be like cooked. You never get those like little raw. Okay, if I'm dipping beans. it in some kind of like ranch or something. Dressing. Yeah, if I'm dipping yeah. it in dressing, sure. But I'm eating it. If I'm choking down broccoli without anything. I at least need some like, you know, cook it in some butter or oil or put some salt pepper on it. I don't know. Season it. Just dry ass broccoli. So many visits to grandma's. Just choking down that broccoli. Do you get cauliflower? Yeah. You know what's funny is I thought cauliflower was repulsive until I was an adult and had it cooked in a way that was actually like normal and good. Yeah. I don't know what white people are doing to cauliflower, but it's not right. It's not right what white people are serving their kids. <laughs> Lima beans. <laughs> Disgust. Yeah. That's another vegetable that like sucked ass until I had somebody actually cook it properly. It's like, what is the appeal of this? Same with like, like Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another one that's just like yeah when people boil them what's yeah, wrong what's, with why, why people love to roast boil them. stuff dude roast it all you fools why like again i guess i'm just like going totally in on white people's cooking but yeah they <laughs> just love to boil stuff that's yeah. bad that's the worst way to cook anything except like potatoes 
Even then. But even then, you, you can, can do better. Them. But like a boiled potato is okay. Boil, yeah, no. Quit boiling shit, dude. Boiling meats out here. Anyway, sorry I uh, took us off on this tangent. Teeny's got a, uh, Teeny's got a, <laughs> a restaurant called Grandma's. Nonetheless, we attended the mayoral debate that night to do our civic duty for our town. Plus, rumor had it that there was going to be free ice cream at the event. Back when I lived in New York City. New York oh, City. I was willing to pay $5 for a single scoop. So you better believe I turned up whenever and wherever free ice cream was offered. You can overcharge for ice cream in New York City. How much would you go for a scoop? What's your limit? Highest amount? I mean, I will say the most New York City answer is I don't care. Charge me whatever you want. And I'll pay it. <laughs> but uh, five seems high for a scoop, is my opinion. Uh, yeah. It does. depends what that scoop is. Is it a gelato? Then maybe that sounds right. That's how they get you in New York City. Is this gelato? I just wanted ice cream. It's like delis serving cold brew for $4 a thing when it's just old coffee and ice cups. Hey, props to them because I'm they're suckers just like me who buy it. It's the Big Apple, baby. Miss May craned her neck as we arrived to the debate. Where is that ice cream? This is going to be a long night. I need a treat to get my strength up. Teeny nodded and licked her lips. Finally, you're the girl with a hankering for a treat. I couldn't agree more. Ice cream makes me the best citizen I can be. I heard this new ice cream shop has amazing flavors. Oh, yeah, I said. What was the name of that place again? Are they even open yet? Teeny shook her head. Grand opening is tomorrow. The place has a cute name. I can't remember what it's called. Why is Teeny whispering? Is this a secret? Is this like your tiny voice? Hey, hey, got good ice cream over there. <sighs> I know what it's named. Was it called Dream Cream? I scratched my head. Thanks. <laughs> Tell me about it, Teeny. Or something with the word Sunday. Miss May shook her finger at us. No, it's called Cherry on Top. And there's the truck now. Sure enough, a classic ice cream truck pulled into the parking lot. Teeny oh, rubbed hear, her I hands hear together. Hello. Wow, beautiful atmosphere. What are they playing? Hello. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Hello. ice cream. Every other city in America has a nice little. In New York City, all the ice cream trucks are just like, Hello. Hello. <laughs> my God. Yeah, I'll get ice cream. How much? $5 a scoop? Whatever. Is it gelato at least? <laughs> no. No. Hello. We got SpongeBob and Spider-Man. <laughs> I got to unload all these Spider-Mans. Bought these in bulk in 1997. Teeny rubbed her hands together and took a few steps in the direction of the truck. Miss May and I followed. The shop owner, who appeared to be in her early 30s, stuck her head out the service window to greet us. Hi, welcome to Cherry on Top. Hello. Hello. It's aggressive fucking music. Welcome to Cherry on Top Mobile Ice Cream Experience. I'm Emily. I make the ice cream and I sell the ice cream and I own the truck. I am the ice cream. It's made out of me. Enough about me. What can I get you? Teeny leaned forward. Do you have gelato? Do you have sprinkles? Emily smiled. She leaned down and picked up a 10-gallon bucket of sprinkles. This enough for you, bitch? Dumped them on her head. <laughs> Check out my bucket. Is this good enough for you? Set it down on the counter with a thud. I've got rainbow. I've got chocolate. I've even got sour sprinkles, if that's your thing. Sour sprinkles? No thanks. I know. It seems gross, but people love them. You're kind of doing uh, your Stuart Little voice. <laughs> It's about time you brought that back. Ah, uh, yeah. Sour <laughs> sprinkles? Uh, no, no how small people sound like, right? <laughs> Can you just two small characters talk like that? Hey, your name is Sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, you make them like mis mischievous. It's <laughs> like little perverts. <laughs> you ain't got any sprinkles being there. All right, hold on. We'll stop there. <laughs> What? We're, just, we're, we're getting out of here. Right, no, we're getting right out in here. time Let's for go. the sprinkles. All right. I like Ganesha. You know, I appreciate a man who takes charge. Let's get out of here. Let's go to the next page. Uh, we'll be jumping ahead now to a little bit more of Dread and Butter.
we're back with more Dread and Butter. Where to next, Ganesh? Was that just the first page? We're, this is... Oof. Before we recorded this episode, Ganesh was like, let's make this a, a quick and easy one. Mm-hmm. Little did he know I was going to rail against the grandmothers of Europe. Here we go. This is chapter 13. Damn. All right. Called Rabbit Rabbit. Okay. All right. I like it. I don't know how we got to 13 chapters and... I hate to say the percent, but don't you do it. 25%. You son of a bitch. You goddamn traitor. 50% mark. 75% mark. And the last page of the book. If I ever have to say that again, I'll stick my head in the oven. Uh, Okay. 25, 13 at 25%. Yeah. Where this is like a hundred. Well, that doesn't, that math doesn't add up. What is like 80 chapter book? Oh yeah. I met Teeny and Miss May over by the VW van after the memorial service. Who died? Uh Uh-oh. The mayors. (laughs) Both mayors taken out with coordinated sniper bullets. We're going to solve this one, Teeny. The three of us saw one another. We all started talking at the same time. I'd been waiting for what felt like forever to tell them about how I successfully broke into Liz's car and gathered useful information. They don't play by the rules, huh? They're uh, dirty cops. Well, they're private, private eyes. Even worse. Rules don't apply to private eyes. That's true. It's on a bumper sticker somewhere. I think that's in the song Private Eyes by Hollow Notes. Breaking and entering <laughs> had also become one of my trademark detective skills. And I knew Teeny would be <laughs> proud. My trademarks are breaking and entering and murder. <laughs> Assault and battery. I carry around a big wrench and I hit people in the head. That's what I call my signature detective move. Bop. Oops, you're dead. (laughs) Ah, another case Case solved. (laughs) You won't be stealing my sprinkles any day now. The great sprinkle caper solved. Thanks to old Bessie, my wrench. Everyone stop talking, said Miss May. We need to go one at a time. Chelsea, what's up? From the look on your face, I think it was Christmas morning. Why does Chelsea get to go first? <laughs> Teeny wine. Stuart so wine? Good. Is that Stuart a little under the tire back there? What happened with you guys? I asked. We were hanging around after the memorial and Teeny started. Chelsea had been waiting by the car. Let's see what <laughs> she has to say. I looked down and I kicked the dirt. Mine really isn't that good. It wasn't. Somehow unlocking Liz's car with a twig seemed lackluster all of a sudden. What? That's pretty cool. I I shot the windows open with my magnum. (laughs) Then I jammed a twig in the lock so no one else could open it. I didn't want to cause any suspicion, so I shot all the windows out. And I really wanted to know what had happened to Teeny and Miss May. Maybe the two of you should just start. I began my tale of breaking into the car with exquisite detail. First, I described the night sky and the crisp air. I moved on to discuss- <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know. We're outside right now. <laughs> I felt God in the palm of my hand in the shape of my magnum. <laughs> I felt the heavens flow through me. Blasphemer. <laughs> Blasphemer. <laughs> I moved on to a discussion of each door and how they were all locked. Then I started talking about all the twigs in the brush and how I got my idea. Teeny cut me off. Okay, so you broke into Liz's car with a twig? Do we really need all that stuff about the night sky? We get it. It's night. It's September. Thank you, Teeny. Beautiful September night. I'm delighted and exalted. Grandma doesn't play. I feel like Mr. Flower's taking a walk through the garden with a cup of tea. What's up? (laughs) Damn, Teeny. (laughs) Teeny's got her grip on that wrench. I scratched my head. Yeah, I broke into the car. Then I found a notebook that I think proves Liz is innocent. Teeny grew up uh, jacking cars in Sunset Park. (laughs) Yeah, big whoop. Teeny smacked her head. We already assumed she was innocent. She's an ally in these investigations. She's helped us out a million times. Yeah, the girl's intense. Don't get me wrong. She is a lot. But you told the whole big story just to reveal that you discovered Liz is innocent. I'm calling it Liz is guilty. She did it. That's what I think. What did she do? She kill? stole the sprinkles. She killed the mayor. You know, it's a whole laundry list. 
It's okay, said Miss May. That's useful information. Now we don't need to have to waste any time investigating her. We've already spent so much time hearing Chelsea describe the night air. I'm happy to say Liz is no longer a suspect. Drag her. And in the future, maybe the temperature and the breeze, all that can be eliminated when you're discussing a clue. Those are good storytelling notes, said TD. Get right down to it. Thank you so much, I said. I guess you two don't appreciate attention to detail. Noted. I said as I grip my magnum behind me. <laughs> as I slowly loaded my gun. So what happened to you two? Danny stepped back and waved her hand across the sky to set the scene. There we were on the beach. Well, that is Stuart Little. It was a cool <laughs> September evening. The air was crisp and cold and refreshing. Very funny. Come on. We were headed back up to the car when Carol, the deputy mayor's stepmom, caught me by the arm. <laughs> what? In a small town, huh? <laughs> she has a firm grip. Is that the deputy mayor's stepmom over there? Get her autograph. Anyway, she wanted to tell us something about her son. What did Carol say? I took a step toward T.D. and Miss May and leaned in. Apparently, Deputy Mayor Matt has this incredible <laughs> silver convertible. He only drove on special occasions. Damn. He got popped in a convertible like JFK. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> According to Carol. Who is in the book repository in this little small town? <laughs> Who is on the grassy knoll? It is the Teeny. most beautiful convertible in the world. I heard the bullet come from the ice cream truck. Hello. <laughs> I'm including these details because they somehow might matter. Gorgeous silver paint, a lush midnight blue leather interior, giant wheels or something, 24 inch rims. Damn, low rider. Okay. I waited. The night that Deputy Mayor Matt was tragically murdered with bread. <laughs> Damn. That what a way to go. Matt and Rabbit got into a huge fight over that car, said Miss May. <gasps> and Carol told you that? Miss May shrugged. Carol said that Rabbit wanted to borrow the car, and the Deputy Mayor said no. Apparently, Matt never let anyone drive this car, especially Rabbit. And on this particular night, Rabbit got enraged, shoved Deputy Mayor Matt. Matt shoved Rabbit back. Deputy Mayor Matt ended up driving away at 80 miles per hour, red-faced and angry. Damn. That's a, that's a little more Ted Kennedy than, than John. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, your story was way better than mine. That's not even the best part, said Teeny. The car is missing ever since the Deputy Mayor's murder. No one has been able to find it. Anybody check the river? So the theory is that Rabbit might have killed Deputy Mayor Matt and stolen the car? Yeah, I think we think that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> now all we need to do is find proof. Can we get a snack first? Asked Teeny. Memorial services make me hungry. We'll stop Man, Teeny's a Teeny's a ball buster, but she knows her stuff. Yeah, she really just embarrassed Chelsea. And her evidence was way better. I mean, rabbits, prime suspect number one is what it sounds like to me. Murdered by bread. How do you think that happened? They haven't said what happened exactly, right? Big loaf shoved down the throat. That's what I'm thinking. Choked. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. They put the loaf in the mouth and then shoot him in the head. <laughs> uh, that'll do it. All right, we're we're back. We're we're back. Okay, more dread and butter. What's going on here? We, we it sounds like was rabbit is the uh, potential yeah murderer. Dirty rabbit. That wily wabbit. <laughs> oh boy, rascally son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, he cracked that guy in the back of the head with a big old piece of bread and killed him. Sounds like to me the deputy mayor Matt, according to his stepmom or something. <laughs> A lot of details came at me that I barely remember. Okay. Do you, right. do you think Teeny, Teeny, when they, she cracks Rabbit's head, is going to say some cozy pun like, um, fudge, jury, and execute executioner? <laughs> yeah. And she slams his head into the pavement. Teeth coming out. 
I am the law. <laughs> uh, I would love it if Teeny was like that. Hell, I hope she turns on Chelsea. You are in my way, Chelsea. Chapter 35. Jesus. Fuck. Who killed Roger Rabbit? Is Rabbit dead now, too? Three people visited Rabbit in jail before he died. Oh, my God. Emily's footage was grainy, but clear enough. A Pine Grove PD got six pizzas delivered in the middle of the night. It Ooh, surprised yeah. me to see the cops ordering that much pizza and getting such a late delivery. Middle of the night pizza was a luxury I took for granted in New York City. New York oh. City. Damn. You guys take that for granted? Nah. Nah. <laughs> I appreciate I it. I appreciate Wait, it. We time. did that the other day. Yeah. Together. We did. Oh. Late night pizzas. Got a late night slice. Yeah. Tony's. Mm -hmm. I was happy to see that someone local delivered so late. Miss May explained that Rob, the owner of the pizza shop in the video, had been having trouble sleeping. Apparently, he had turned 50 and developed sleep apnea. So he had started Ooh. staying open late and keeping strange hours. Huh. He also installed a cot in the back of his restaurant so he could grab a quick nap when he felt tired. Yeah, right, pervert. Mm, so this man's spiraling, it sounds like. He's having an affair on his cot. Hey, baby, meet me at my cot. I'm 50. <laughs> and I'm sleeping loud. I'm 50. I can't sleep and I'm full of pepperoni. I never even heard of Rob, so it was odd that Miss May not only knew his name, but his age, his medical history, and his sleeping habits. Well, sounds like Miss May might be the one checking out the cot. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Yeah, I think they're fucking... <laughs> To put it kindly, the super late night pizza struck me as odd at first. I wondered if the pizzas might have been poisoned. Emily set me straight. I thought that too, she said. But then I ate it and I was fine. <laughs> yeah. And it was still delicious. But police officers don't usually share their late night snacks with people they've jailed, do they? My thoughts exactly, said Miss May. Emily scrubbed through the video at high speed until the next visitor showed up. It was Rabbit's mom, Carol. Hmm, Carol Rabbit. Miss May and I leapt into a discussion about Carol's potential involvement in the murder. Uh, neither of us wanted to acknowledge the possibility that Carol had killed her own son. It's His name is Rabbit, and she's Carol Hare. <laughs> and Rabbit's son was Billy Bunny. Oh, my God. Yeah. And D they are so. my best friends. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Sounds like Shane took a bite of that poison pizza. <laughs> oh, well, you never know. A mother killing her son would be pretty brutal for uh, the Apple Orchard Cozy Mystery Series. But maybe that's how, what's her name? Chelsea Thomas rolls. I think it's a metaphor. Hmm. For? Metaphor. Gentrification. <laughs> metaphor for metaphors. Wow. <laughs> now that's deep. And gentrification. Okay. All right. There's two schools of thought on this one. We'll see how it bears out. That woman got ice cream at my shop a few weeks ago, she said. At that time, she seemed healthy, and I remember thinking that she was in great shape. But she's limping in the video. Damn. Somebody cracked her in the knee with a big old hard roll. No one with buns like that limps. Keen eye. <laughs> you might be a detective yet. Emily laughed. What? Uh, right now. K9. You might be a detective yet. K9? Wolf, wolf, K9. K9. Oh, I was like, who's. What? Fuck. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Wow. I feel bad. That's the worst fuck I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take a time out. I'm like in hockey when I go to the a little special seat. Put me in the box. <laughs> we're in a power play right now. Put me in, put me in the, yeah, y'all got two minutes to do whatever you want. I'm going to go sit in the box for a couple minutes, cool off. <laughs> you think about what you did. All right. Ooh, my tummy hurts. Emily laughed. Right now, I'm still solving the mystery of how to <laughs> run the business. Emily laughed and said, canine? What? No, keen eye. 
Fuck. <laughs> oh, keen eye. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right now, I'm still solving the mystery of how to run a business. But thank you. Do you think Carol might have hurt herself in a struggle with Rabbit? Hmm. Interesting theory, said Miss May. It's possible, but I just don't know. <laughs> oh, good detective work. Maybe Carol was in the car when it exploded, I said. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? What? Red bomb. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're an extremely volatile broccoli and cheddar in a bread bowl. She could have sustained this injury then. <laughs> Stuffed it in the tailpipe. <laughs> Emily nodded and fast-forwarded once again. Rabbit's next visitor was the local anchorman, Bart Bartholomew. And they're playing at the bomb, and they're like, this loaf will rise. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Bart's news van had pulled up right in front of the police station. And he had jumped out and hurried inside. He exited shortly thereafter, maybe 10 minutes later. Does the Pine Grove Police Department have official visiting hours? Asked Emily. I'm surprised to see that they're letting so many people into the station in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't get it. I guess... They have an M MTV spring breakup in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a free-for-all. I guess the first visitor was Rabbit's mother, so they made an exception, and maybe Bart was there on news-related business. Any news? Nope. All right, I'll be going. <laughs> Miss May shook her head. The police department has never really been the crown jewel of Pine Grove, but they've gone even further downhill recently. Don't even ask me about that police dog. Damn. These three don't back the blue. Dragging the dog, too. <laughs> okay. It's a shitty dog. Can't all be winners. Miss May, I said in a stern voice. We said we wouldn't tell. What won't you tell? Asked Emily. Miss May held up her hands backpedaling. Oh, oh, I can't say it. I never said and I'll never say. Excuse <laughs> me? Wait, can we rewind that? <laughs> I, can I can't I? say what I'll never said and <laughs> I'll never say. I can't say it. I never said and I'll never say. Oh, okay. That's kind of like the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> Sally Fields. Yeah. <clears throat> Sally Fields. Keen eye. Emily nodded. <laughs> All right. I can respect that. Let's see if anyone else visited Rabbit that night. Rabbit's final visitor was Bart's wife, Lauren. Oh. She'd arrived at the crack of dawn. Like Bart, she parked close and hurried in as if there was an emergency. Also, like Bart, she hurried out after a short amount of time. Bart told me to kill you. I think they're all just eating pizza. <laughs> she comes in, gets a slice. She's out of there. Rabbit posted on his MySpace. I got a whole lot of pizza down to the jail. Come and get it. More than usual. Emily <laughs> fast forwarded through the rest of the video and stopped at the point when teeny Miss May and I arrived. That was right around the time Rabbit passed away. Yeah, sounds like you guys did it. Got our prime suspect. Teeny. Well, let's stop there. That's where we're stopping, huh? Boy. <clears throat> Active night for Rabbit. Teeny and her broad sword. She looks around. <laughs> Let's see. Teeny had her sword. Miss May had her gun. And uh, Chelsea had the big wrench. And they just came in to see what was going on. Uh, well, all right. I guess we still don't know. So Rabbit is dead now. We, we don't even know if he killed the deputy mayor. Do we? Man, a lot of killing going on in this here town. I'd uh, start looking for property elsewhere. If I was one of them. And that's enough out of me. Let's jump to the last page of Dread and Butter, please. And thank you. Gulper. Let's go. Hey, he's a big gulper. Let's go. This is the last page of Dread and Butter by Chelsea Thomas. Right? Yeah, I got it. I nailed it. Hey, and let's not forget uh, her husband, Matt, who also 
put some elbow grease into this one. Deputy Mayor Matt. Damn, she killed her own husband. <laughs> it's Whoa. all coming together now. Fuck. Matt, you better watch your back. I wonder what his away message was when he when he read that. He died in the book. It's like soul searching. Dot, 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 dot. And then the two eyes emoji. Mayor Delgado took the stage and grabbed the mic from Jiggly. All right. I mean, things are off the rails. She gave the crowd a small wave and spoke into the microphone. Hello, Pine Grove. This yeah. is Jiggly. No, this is Mayor Delgado. Oh. Jiggly just had the mic rudely taken out of his, his or her hands. Such an honor to celebrate another case closed in our beautiful little town. <laughs> Well, that was our yearly murder. The mayor's a wino. The townspeople <laughs> cheered. <laughs> and I cheered right along with them. It's like Lollapalooza out here. We got another murderer, folks. <laughs> Can I get a hell? Yeah. Let's see some of those beach balls. Let's get them up to the Woo! stage. Ladies and gentlemen, lamp biscuit. <laughs> some of you may have noticed that my home is for sale. You may have heard that I'm planning on leaving this magical town. But I'm here to set the record straight. I was never going to leave Pine Grove. I only listed my home to see if people would miss me if I left. <laughs> what a piece of shit. I mean, you shouldn't be the mayor yeah. if that's how you act. As soon as the house was on the market, <laughs> I heard from townspeople begging me to stick around and leave for one more term. What, a, what the fuck? This is getting Trump vibes. Yeah, sick. You were sad. You were disappointed. And you wanted more Mayor Delgado. That's why I'm proud to announce I've decided to take the house off the market. I'm going to stay in Pine Grove and I'm going to run for mayor again. Damn. Talk about somebody who deserves to be pumped full of bread. If you know what I'm saying? It's all gaslighting. You got to see their tax returns. About half of the crowd cheered and the other half looked confused. Seemed like our next mayoral race was going to be a tight one. I wonder who Mayor Delgado would choose as her next running mate. Teeny. All of a sudden, I was reminded of Tom Jiggly's accusation of embezzlement. That's how the whole investigation had gotten started. We totally lost the thread of Deputy Mayor Matt's possible theft. Whoa, he was a criminal himself? Sounds like he deserved what he got. When she spoke again, it was like Mayor Delgado had read my mind. One more thing, Mayor Delgado said. I don't want to take away any credit from our local sleuths, or I suppose our uh, esteemed police department, who have solved yet another murder here in Pine Grove. But during the last few months, I too have been conducting an investigation. It's been quite fun. <laughs> <I've gotten con> <laughs> <laughs> well, is like uh, like off off the ro their rocker i feel like oh yeah it's kind of a wild card i've gone incognito as a stout older woman ridden a scooter around in my stout disguise and even rented a storage unit to use as my de facto office and garage what was the crime you may ask embezzlement the culprit none other than the late deputy mayor matt Rest in peace. <laughs> I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but he was embezzling a shit ton of money from this town. So the mayor was running around in like a suit? Yeah, like a that's, 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 suit? that's the backstory that we didn't touch on was that the real mayor was misdoubt firing in the background trying to uncover some embezzlement. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we'd heard a little bit more about that. He had been stealing small amounts of money from the town budget for years. I discovered his thievery, scooted around on my cute little Italian scooter until I <laughs> What the fuck kind of character is this? I love this. It's like Wario riding around in one of those little Mario Kart bikes. <laughs> I love that this, this character is best learned about on the last page of the book, in my opinion. I discovered his thievery. Man convinced Deputy Mayor Matt to return all the money in exchange for me not turning him into the police. This was all before he was dead, of course. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm sorry. So the mayor is now admitting to being an accessory to this crime by not reporting <laughs> yeah. him to the police. Okay. All right. You're a wild card, Mayor Delgado, and I like it. I just wanted you all to be aware as I run for re-election that I did this incredible, great, amazing thing for Pine Grove. Liz, I'm sure your platform will also be very impressive. Good luck. Liz cupped her hands around her mouth and yelled up to Delgado. I welcome the challenge, Mayor Delgado. 
<laughs> the politics of this local Liz. town are uh, pretty exciting, honestly. I'd love to be there for this. Thank you, Liz. You're going to be a formidable opponent. I look forward to a fair and honest race. All right, let's get back to the party. Also, if anyone would like to purchase a small scooter, come find me. I have one for sale. Full disclosure, it's leaking a bit of oil. Well, that explains a lot, I said. What do you mean? Wayne asked me, side-eyeing Wayne. me suspiciously. Oh, nothing. Is Wayne? It's nothing. Mayor Delgado left the stage and the band cracked into another car-themed song. Wow. I turned to Wayne. Excuse me a second. I found Miss May across the shop waiting in line for the bathroom. She smiled as I approached. Hey, Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> What's up? Oh, nothing. Just wanted to say thank you for everything. For being a source of comfort, my inspiration, my motivation for me and for my entire life. This was a tough case, and I'm glad uh, we solved it together. And with Teeny, of course. Oh, you don't have to thank me. Just get back out on the the dance floor and have fun. (laughs) Miss May's been sipping some schnapps at this party. (laughs) Where's Teeny? Teeny's out there on the, with her blade doing a, <laughs> like a day, da- uh, a ritual a swordsman's dance. dance. Yeah. Swallowing swords, yeah. blowing fire. I hugged Miss May and hurried back out on the dance floor, smiling. The smile didn't leave my space for hours. We solved another murder in Pine Grove and that felt good. At least for that moment. The end. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. I got really hectic at the end there yeah so no resolution for us really but we did find out that uh, deputy mayor matt was a corrupt piece of shit who uh frankly deserved to die so cool that's pine grove dread and butter i guess we got like 15 more of these suckers to read (laughs) yeah that's true we're gonna work backwards Go. It's the eighth book in the series next time. Hey, that was fun enough for me. Mm-hmm. Good enough. Oh yeah. You know, successful episode. I thought we had fun. That's okay. all that really matters to me. Sure. Books are just. I mean, it's like background. Oh, not your part. All right. Just me thinking about them. No, you're crucial, essential to the running of the podcast. Really disrespectful to Chelsea and Matt Thomas. Hey, you know, the, the good thing is, if they want to hear this, they got to pay us five dollars which is more than we paid them for this book. So who's coming out on top? No, we paid them $6 for this book. What the oh. fuck? God, you're making bad business deals. <laughs> We're a dollar in the hole. Unless maybe both, this is a two author job. We could get $10 out of this book. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Anyway, I had fun. It was a good time. I would like to read more from the series. I like the style. I like the name of the book. I liked all the food related deaths. Yeah. It's fun. I like Teeny a lot. I liked Teeny. Teeny's a classic. Teeny made me want to do another Stuart Little book. Maybe we'll put that on the docket. Yeah, got any, got any more of those? There's more. There's sequels to Stuart Little, right? Is it a series? I think he died at the end. I think he did uh, like Sapuku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we read it, so I don't remember. But you know, that's, you know, <laughs> that's, re- that's realistic. <laughs> he was filled with great shame after that boat race. all right well that's it let's just be done with this episode then no more talking all right (laughs) no more no more is it night night well no hold on i gotta say my goodbyes they gotta give me a little time here all right hey hey thanks do it oh do it in a sing song sing song way you want me to sing (laughs) well you're putting for the first time in 180 episodes you're prompting me to sing the ending yeah. Well, yeah. I, I won't back down from a challenge. <laughs> me, 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 me. La, da, 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 da. Hold on. Let me get some water. Whew. Pressure's on. Okay. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our artwork. <laughs> Thanks to Morris for our music. <laughs> Thanks to Shane and Ganesh for being my friend. This is the end <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, you can find us at letstopthere.com. Give us a call at 567. Right about to break out into like your, your showstopper. We'll save that for another episode. 567-309-0357. Give us a call. We'll uh, put your Bravo. voicemail on the air. It was pretty good, right? It was, it was pretty good, dude. <laughs>
And that's the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's the whole episode.